Welcome to the Fearless Sellers, the Women of Amazon podcast. I'm Joey Roberts. So I just let that fuel me. I let it piss me off and I let it fuel me. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to figure this out and I'm going to share it with every single person who will listen for free. Like I'm going to help as many people as I can bring their ideas to life. And that's what I started doing. So I just started cold calling manufacturers. I built my own 3D printer, whatever I needed to do um, to answer the questions of how do you get a product from prototype to manufacturing? Um, Whatever I needed to do, I did it. Amy Wees, welcome to the Fearless Sellers, the Women of Amazon podcast. Y'all buckle up as we dive deep into the unstoppable Amy. From thrilling sourcing adventures across continents to the magic behind her Amazon brand and the brilliance of amazing at home. Get ready because we are going to embark on this electrifying journey in the heart of an Amazon seller. Amy, welcome. Thank you, Joey, for having me. I'm so excited to be here. And you know, Amazon has given me so many gifts and your friendship is one of them. And I'm just so excited to be on this journey with you. It's been awesome. I love that. Yes, your friendship has been wonderful over the years. And I feel like I keep learning really cool, amazing stuff about you. And one, I remember one of the several times we met, but we had a time to connect. I was blown away when you started telling me that you actually invented a litter box cleaner. Like that was so impressive with everything else you do for the Amazon community. I was like, and you're, you're an inventor. How, how did that come about? Well, um, I really wanted to solve my own problem. So I, of course, I don't think any cat, uh, anyone who, you can't really call yourself a cat owner. If you have a cat, the cat owns you, you don't own the cat. But anyway, (laughs) any cat owner, um, you know, the biggest frustration is cleaning the litter box. And for me, it became actually a medical issue because I suffer from chronic severe migraines, which means I get 15 or more migraines a month. And um, it's a very debilitating condition. And luckily now I have them under control, but back then um, I was getting them all the time. And one of my major triggers is smells. And (laughs) anybody who has ever had a cat knows that the litter box is one of like the stinkiest things ever. And so, yeah, so we were just cleaning it constantly and, um, and it was still smelling. And so originally I just kept thinking like, I want to solve this problem. I didn't want to get rid of my cats. You know, I didn't want to get rid of my pets. I have kids. They were, um, you know, really attached to our pets. Of course I was attached to our pets, but I also didn't want my health to suffer. And so, you know, it's, it's hard. And I thought, well, man, you know, I've always been really innovative. I've always kind of DIY things. I've always had a notebook full of ideas. And I was like, you know, I'm just going to try, I'm going to try to think of a better idea. And I did that for months. I, you know, sketched better ideas. And um, every time I'd come up with a sketch, it was, it wasn't just like a fast thing. Like, oh, I figured it out. Like one day, you know, it was like over and over and over again. I kept sketching new ideas and I'd get to the end of the sketch and think about how it should work. 
And it would end up being basically the same thing as something that I'd already tried. And so I knew that it wasn't going to work. And I just kept kind of working on it. And all of a sudden, I woke up one morning at like 2 a.m. And I realized that the problem was the litter box itself and that I had to build something outside of the litter box that you could just pour the litter box into to make it easy to clean. And, um, and so, yeah, I, I went to Home Depot as soon as it opened and I was super secretive. I didn't want to tell this nice old man that was helping me about my idea. And, um, <laughs> and I built my first prototype and it worked really, really well. And I used it for like two weeks. Now at this time, Joey, I was not thinking about bringing a product to market. Oh. I was just thinking about like solving my own problem, but I was using this prototype. I was thinking like an inventor, like the inventor's dream, like, Ooh, you know, I made this and someone else will buy it and take it to market and all of that. And boy, did I learn that that doesn't exactly work that way. Um, (laughs) yeah, Yeah, exactly. So I was using my prototype for like two weeks and it was so easy to use. It was really awesome. And all of a sudden I noticed that I didn't smell the litter box anymore. Oh. And so I was like, wait a minute. Like I thought I was just making something that was to clean, but I hear a ringing sound. Do you hear a ringing? I just did hear a beep. Yeah. That's okay. I don't know where it's coming from. No worries. I'm going to make a note of it though. So hold on. Okay. There we go. All right. Well, I've closed that out. So hopefully. Hold um, on a second. um, Okay. No problem. All right. So anyway, um, so yeah, I just realized that, um, you know, I could, that I really, I didn't know why all of a sudden it didn't smell anymore. And I, I didn't, I didn't understand what I was doing. I thought I just had invented something that made it easier to clean. Um, so all of a sudden I was like, oh my gosh, I don't smell anything. And I was only cleaning it every other day, which before I was cleaning it every day with a scoop. So I was like, wow, this is something, you know, this is really something. And I had my friends come over and like smell to make sure I hadn't gone nose blind, you know? And they were like, yeah, no, I've never been at anybody's house that has cats where I've been standing next to the litter box and I didn't smell it. So then I knew that it was something big and I knew that people would love it. And I knew that I needed to get it to market. And that's what started my whole journey of, you know, bringing a product to market. Wow. So there's a big difference between you creating this, going to Home Depot or figuring it out on your own to then bringing your prototype, let's say, to be able to launch, to sell to customers. So what were challenges that you faced? And did it also, did it take longer than you expected? Did you do it quickly? That's such a good question. Um, Well, first of all, I started selling on Amazon in 2007 and I was just as a hobby, just flipping my textbooks, my college textbooks and stuff like that. I was in the U.S. Air Force at the time and I was selling like CDs and whatever, you know, so I knew when I had this epiphany about this prototype, like I knew that I could launch it on Amazon. 
I wasn't really sure from my hobby days how I would get like a real brand on the market, you know, so there was definitely some challenges. But before even that, like I knew I could launch on Amazon, but before that I was like, okay, well, how do I take, my prototype was built out of hardware mesh and wood. <laughs> like it was not something that was like ready to be on the market, you know? So, and all of the, the, there wasn't really, there was courses out there for the FBA model, but they was all like, find a product on Alibaba and launch it. It wasn't what I was doing, which was like, create something from scratch and get it designed. And, you know, then, you know, build your prototype, build a final sample, create injection molds. Like I had to do all this stuff. I had to design every aspect of this product. So it was definitely a long journey. And I realized that I'm a long way from launching it, you know? <laughs> um, and I had an MB- I have an MBA. <laughs> Who cares? Like, it didn't help me, you know? Um, I, I was just like, okay, well, I'm going to figure this out. So I started calling these design firms because I was like, okay, I have this prototype. Let me call this design firm to help me turn it into a real product on the market. Well, every design firm that I called wanted like $50,000 just to turn my drawing into another drawing. And I was like, I can't, what, wait, what? Okay, well, wait, how much are you going to charge me to get the molds made? And they're like, oh, that's another $125,000. And I'm like, okay, but then we still have to launch the product and like make it, how much is it going to cost to make? well, we can, you know, build your website and stuff. That'll be another $50,000 and blah, blah, blah. So I called all these different design firms and I realized like, okay, by the time I got this product to market, I'd be like $200,000 in and running the numbers on it. I didn't even know if that was profitable. I I was like, this is crazy. So it really, yeah, it just made me frustrated. It pissed me off. I knew, and, and you don't piss Amy Weiss off. <laughs> you do not. That is true. Y'all stay on her good side. No, you don't, especially not if you're doing something wrong. If you're hurting people and scamming people, well, then I'm going to beat you by doing something even better. And so that's what I realized. I was like, you know what? Okay. By the time I got to like the third or fourth design firm, that was trying to do, you know, or inventors company that right, was yeah. making me all these promises. I was like, you know what? No. Mm-mm. Companies bring products to market every single day. Exactly. It cannot be hard. So I just let that fuel me. I let it piss me off and I let it fuel me. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to figure this out and I'm going to share it with every single person who will listen for free. Like I'm going to help as many people as I can bring their ideas to life. And that's what I started doing. So I just started cold calling manufacturers. I built my own 3D printer, whatever I needed to do um, to answer the questions of how do you get a product from prototype to manufacturing? Um, Whatever I needed to do, I did it. And I just started sharing. I've made like, if I go back to my old Facebook videos, (laughs) like they're so awful, but I don't care. Like I helped a lot of people and um, so yeah, that's, that's how amazing at home was born is I just started helping people and helping myself along the way. Yeah. And I think I'm the only one in the industry that actually has a full, like I have a 60 hour graduate level course called concept to launch that actually covers like, how do you develop a product from scratch? 
right? Like there's a lot of courses out there that teach like, you know, here's how you find a great product. Here's how you make a differentiation. But like my course covers actually like product development from scratch, like all of that. So I would say like my biggest challenges were getting sc- trying not to get scammed and figuring everything out. Like, how do I get yeah. an injection mold made? Like, how much should it cost? Where do I find the people to do this? How do I find a manufacturer in the United States of America? Because I couldn't source from China. My product was too large. So yep. I had to figure all of these things out. Yeah, I can totally relate. I had an yeah. injection mold made in my uh, previous company. And there's so, sometimes I like to say there's not a right or wrong way, but there are much more cost effective ways. And when you're inventing a product, it's painful to hear, oh, you want to launch this product? It's going to cost you $200,000. It's like, no, actually it doesn't. We're all um, creative and entrepreneurs. And I love that you found a better way. And congrats on all your success with your brand over the years. I love that you've you've stuck it out and you're you're still building and selling it. And I just love how I can hear your energy and you're just fueled by by passion. And I think that's that's a gift and something that builds successful Amazon sellers. Thank you. Yeah, I would agree that when it comes to entrepreneurship, one of the key things is being driven by a purpose um, and you know knowing that you're you're doing something, you have a why behind it because we can all make money and, you know, then we'll make the money and then what's next, you know? But if you actually have a purpose, and for me, it was getting this product to market because I knew it would really help cat people, but then also helping others along the way who had ideas. That was my purpose. That was my drive. And it really kept me going when things got hard. So I had my first mold maker. They actually cut into the mold too many times And they had to scrap the entire mold. And so I had to start completely over. I had, um, I had a crowdfunding campaign with backers and I had to a year into the project tell all of my backers, I'm sorry, I have to start completely over, but I'm going to keep going. And, you know, so, but when you run into those troubles, you know, where everything else tells you that you should quit. Like for me, I was like, no, I'm going to keep going. Like, this is just a stepping stone, like keep going. And so I think just having grit and then having a purpose and a passion, I really did want to help people. And, um, and, and that really fueled me and made me want to keep going. And I think that any entrepreneur who's considering starting their own brand, um, should really keep those things in mind of like always wanting to actually serve and, and remembering the purpose behind what you're doing. Yeah, that's great advice. And it keeps you going. And I, I'm hearing too that you brought uh, crowdfunding into it and you brought a, a little bit more pressure um, on yourself to keep going. And, and I can totally relate because you're a take action kind of person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and- I feel like you, you kind of have to be a take action kind of person. Everything that I've done, you know, in either my military career or my entrepreneurial career has been because I just took the next step. I I never waited until I had everything figured out. I just said, okay, well, I don't know what this means. Let me Google it. I don't know what this is. Let me just try it, you know? And, and if I screw up, oh, well, I'll just keep going, you know? And and I've made tons of mistakes. Same. Yeah. Same. 
you know, and, and it's okay. Like mistakes are just part of life. Like mistakes are part of growth that, you know, my, my, my gym coach says something he's like, says there is no growth without discomfort. And I feel like that is, um, a really, it's, it is, a, I remember that when I'm in the gym and I'm on like my, you know, 20th round of 60 power cleans and I'm like, Oh, I want to die. And you know, there is no growth without discomfort. I got, I got this. So, you know, it it kind of applies to every, every area of your life. (laughs) It does. You have to get comfortable being uncomfortable. And I remind myself that like, it's easy to stay the same. Yeah. You got to get uncomfortable. Um, Speaking of not that this is uncomfortable, but um, I would say for your journey as an Amazon seller, and then all of us who kind of work at home and maybe we go to events, but you've taken all that a step further, and I can kind of see where this is powered from with the story you just shared, is your sourcing trips to, you have sourcing trips that are to Mexico and you have one in China. Like, let's talk about um, the importance of these trips for Amazon sellers and especially for, for private label, which you and I both specialize in. Yeah. I mean, a sourcing trip for those who don't really know what we're talking about is um, when you actually go with a group of other sellers and you attend a major sourcing event in a different country so that you can actually meet manufacturers face to face, right? You can actually um, meet them and have discussions and understand the culture and be exposed to what's actually happening there. And, you know, what a lot of us as sellers do when we first get started is we source online, right? We source on Alibaba or we source on ThomasNet or whatever yeah. online website we can find. Maybe LinkedIn, you know, we find a manufacturer online. We Google it. We try to find a manufacturer. And the key difference when you actually go to these countries. So, you know, I have a sourcing trip in Mexico, in Jordan and in China. When you actually go to these countries and you meet the manufacturers, number one, you start to understand the culture and how things work and you're able to build a relationship. And when you actually have, think about taking on a business partner, right? If you were to take on a business partner for your brand, you wouldn't just like, Oh yeah, you're you're nice. This person that I yeah, just met, and I've only talked to you on the phone. Like, do you want to come join my brand? Like, let's let's do this, right? Right. You wouldn't do that. But your manufacturer is actually a partner. If you really think about it, if your manufacturer does not make quality products and understand what you're trying to do and make them on time and you know with your specifications, your business is going down. Yep. Your manufacturer is your partner. So why would you just talk to a salesperson in a chat online? Why? Why would you do that? It doesn't make any sense. Now, I understand when you're just getting started, all of us started online and we're just like Googling things and trying to figure things. But as you start to grow as a business owner, like you got to go, you guys, you got to go. Like this is your thing now. This is... If you're hoping to make this a full-time thing for you and you're hoping to, you know, for this, I I hear so many sellers, some, some are like, you know, I just wanted to do this side gig thing, which 
okay, well then it's always going to be a side gig. Just so you know, that's how much right. money you're going to make It's side gig money. Like it's never going to really grow to that point where you actually could have financial freedom with it. Right. But right. if you want financial freedom out of this business, you need to take it seriously and you need to understand your manufacturing processes. You need to meet your suppliers. You need to understand what's out there. And so first going in person allows you to develop relationships with suppliers and understand the culture in which you're sourcing, which is huge. The second thing that it offers you is it allows you to see innovations that you will never find online. Yep. You will never find these innovations online. I just got back from India. I've, I'm headed to China for, I don't even know how many times this is now, but can't unfair alone over 60,000 suppliers. Now they're saying they built this fourth complex and there's going to be close to 80,000 suppliers there. You will find things at Canton that you've never seen online. You will see innovations. You will see new things. I just got back from a toy fair in India and I saw innovations, especially like in Montessori toys and educational toys. Oh, cool. That I've never, yeah. I've never seen this stuff on Amazon. And most of the suppliers that were there at the toy fair in India that I went to they were not at the point where they could really build for me. They couldn't manufacture for me. A lot of them were new and innovative, okay. but, but I know how to source and I yep. know how to create these things. Right. So now I can use those ideas that I see at different trade shows around the world and I can innovate on them further and I can build them into my own brands. And so that's the big thing that sourcing trips do for you is build those relationships and understand the culture. Find innovative stuff you're not going to find anywhere else. Get exposure to just insane amounts of products and different different things that you could do. And then the last thing is actually seeing your products being made, seeing any product being made, going on a factory tour. It changes everything because yeah. then no matter whether you're sourcing remotely or in person, you know exactly what to expect. You know how that thing is made. You know what kind of conversations to have. You know what to leave with. You're understanding the language of the industry that you're working in. And that changes things in terms of your negotiations, your pricing, your partnerships. It just changes things. So if you're going to take this business seriously, you better get to sourcing in person. Yeah, I agree. And it's it's a good point. Definitely find start where you start. I source from China off of Alibaba. I have suppliers in the US. I have one in the Ukraine. I have them everywhere. But as you scale and grow, it is so important to visit and know them and see what they're doing. And also one of the benefits I have from be working so closely with a manufacturer is they will come to me first with innovative products and say, hey, do you want me to make something like this that you could sell? And that's a real partnership. And that is gold when you're taking this serious and you're, you're growing a, a big brand that you want to explode or sell one day or whatever your goals are. Yeah, for sure. I love it. And so you've been doing, I think you said it was like 2007. So it's been a long time that you've been in e-commerce and you said you were flipping books, you know, eBay, Amazon, you have all that experience. What, as the landscape has changed, you've obviously had to change. And now you've shifted again and you're really embracing AI. Just give me just a, a quick synopsis of like, you know, 15 years, how you're staying on top and still keeping the, the excitement around all the innovation. Well, 
I'm a tech nerd. <laughs> First of all, I'm curious. So, you know, I've always been yeah. like an inventor. I've always been really curious. I've always been a sponge for knowledge. Um, so I, I, when AI, you know, when chat GPT, I don't want to say when AI came around because, you know, it's easy for us to say that, um, uh, but AI has been around for a while, you know, like I've had, um, uh, Amazon Echo speakers throughout my house. I can't say the name because there's one right here next to me on my desk. Don't talk um, to it. <laughs> and she will answer me. Um, but, you know, we've already been working with AI in our homes, in our, on our phones, on our, you know, like with Siri, you know, all the, all different things. We've already been talking with AI. We've already been working with AI for years. Um, and I have a cybersecurity background. That's what I did for the Air Force before I retired to do e-commerce full time. So I'm already a little bit of a tech nerd. I already like to kind of hack my way through things. Um, but it's when when ChatGPT was released and I started playing with this thing. And then I started realizing that there was all these imagery tools where you could just yeah. type in a prompt and visualize something. For me in the product development space, it opened up a world. Like, you know, we used to make mock-ups of things and build prototypes and, you know, whatever. Now I was I was working on a product, Joey, for years, for like three years, I was working on a product for dogs that I was not able to figure out because I'm not an electrical engineer. I couldn't figure out the electronic components and how it would work. And I wasn't smart enough to build a prototype and I wasn't invested in it enough to actually like hire somebody to figure all that out for me. Right. But I still really like, I never forgot that product. And when I realized that I could utilize AI for this to help me figure it out, and then I could use AI visualization tools to visualize it. I was like, oh my gosh. So on my phone, on my phone using ChatGPT in MidJourney, in a few hours on a weekend, I created like the products, the components, the visualization of it, like three new products wow. that were uh, in line with this problem that I was trying to solve for dog people. I couldn't believe it. I, I couldn't believe something that I'd worked on for years was possible from my phone, including a visualization, a visualization to the level where I could set up a crowdfunding campaign that day if I wanted to. I mean- wow. I can't, I can't believe that we live in a time where this is possible. So now I'm also obsessed with, you know, before I was in cybersecurity in the military, I was a war planner. So my job was to like take big visions and turn them into executable uh, operations. So wow. I'm really into like automations and planning and all that kind of stuff. And so <laughs> I, with, with AI, I couldn't believe it. Like I started using it in every area of my business. I already had great processes. But now yeah. I was able to put those on steroids. This last weekend, I built an automated tool with AI that automatically writes blog posts for me, including the social media posts, including the images and the image prompts, like blog posts for my niche, for my cat brand. That is uh, so in cool. Minutes. The hard Insane. thing is the images, right? For the blog. So that super cool, impressive. I love it. And like, I love the excitement and getting behind it. And I, I geek out on all the tools too. And I'm, I use them more for research and I just have, I'm blown away on your, and everyone check it out on your Facebook page when you post uh, some of the stuff you've made on mid journey. So super, super cool. And this is stuff that you're doing at your agency. Amazing at home. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, our, our biggest uh, thing that we do for sellers at Amazing at Home is consulting. So, you know, I'm a problem solver. I like to solve problems. I want you to bring me your toughest problems. I want you to bring me the brand and the products that, that used to be selling well and suddenly aren't. I want you to bring me the idea that you have for a new product that you just can't figure out how to bring to life. Like, I love those problems and I'll solve them with you in an hour. Like, <laughs> I love that. So for me, I love consulting because of that, because I'm a big problem solver. And so one of the biggest things that people now ask me for consulting on, you know, of course, people have been coming to me for years for help with product development, for help with sourcing, for help with um, operations in their business, for help with, um, you know, organization, for making their first hires, for growing and scaling. But now they're coming to me for help with utilizing artificial intelligence. So I've helped some clients build unique and innovative products. I've helped um, right now I'm working with a big company that wants to build AI into all of their um, into all of their existing processes. So we're looking at their processes and we're figuring out how to automate them together and then training their staff on how to use AI. Um, so, yeah, for me, um, if you want to learn and you you have a problem that you want solved, like we can work on it together for sure. I love that. Yes. And this goes like kind of full circle to at the beginning of our conversation where you're like, you were just looking to solve your problem and then you've expanded it. And now with Amazing at Home, you're solving so many sellers problems collaboratively. And that's what this game is about. It's bringing all of our brains together. And I love everything you've done. And I, I love being your friend, right? And getting to work alongside you, but also, you know, I'm always cheering you on. Oh, thank you. Likewise. I, I love everything that you're doing and I'm very honored to be here. And, uh, you know, I just, I think anytime that we can encourage those people in our community, uh, that's always my goal is just like, this is a community. The people that I work with, I don't consider it. I don't consider the people in my program, my students. I consider all yeah. of us entrepreneurs. We're in a community together. We're figuring it out together. And, you know, for all my events that I do and, you know, Joey, you've helped with so many of them and, um, you know, you've been involved and I think it is, it's just about the community and something that if you're considering selling on Amazon and you're listening to this, the friends that you will make in this industry are just incredible. And the opportunities that you'll have, if you just step outside of your, you know, your laptop and your, your home and you get out and you join other sellers, you won't believe uh, the friendships you can make and how much you can grow. It's, it's really awesome. And I'm grateful for all of it. Yeah, well put. Me too, because we, we talk about what we do and then it's just this bond because you completely understand and we all want to cheer each other on. There's no other industry like this. And I... I love that you've stuck it out. I've been here a long time. I'm not going anywhere. So we all get to unite and pull together. And yeah, I um, love some events. I know you have a another event uh, around the holidays coming up in Austin, Texas. So can't wait for that. Yes, even bigger, better holiday party this year. So excited to uh, for everybody to join us in Austin and Middle of December, you know, check out sellermeetup.com. Uh, we'll have the landing page there and you guys can join me and Joey. 
and have some holiday cheer together. <laughs> yes, that will be fun. Well, Amy, how can people reach out to you if they want help solving their problems? Yeah, so you guys can just head on over to amazingathome.com. I do have a free listing review service, so you can always, uh, right there on the main page, there's a button where you can submit your listing for review, and I'll actually send you a video of me going through your listing and just Aww. giving you some advice, whether you can improve it or whether, you know, like if you if you tell me in the form, like, my PPC is so expensive, then, you know, I'll compare it to another product, you know, kind of help you out with that and just give you feedback. Um, I love doing that. I'm a nerd about that stuff. And uh, yeah, amazing at home on all the social media channels. So LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. And um, yeah, just reach out uh, amazingathome.com. You can book your calls or check out any of our events. Wonderful. Well, thank you for the free listing review. That's that's a treat. And I've actually seen some of the uh, listings that you've created and they are fabulous and they have done really well. You've helped out some of our community members. So I can definitely stand behind your work. Well, Amy, it has been an honor to have you open up and share your journey. And I hope to have you back again. And until then, stay fearless. If you're already selling on Amazon or you're looking to get started and you want my help, Go to amzfearless.com to book a free strategy selling session. We can see if we can help you out. That's amzfearless.com. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Fearless Sellers, the Women of Amazon podcast. Until next time, stay fearless.